Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Black is the Blueprint and Happy New Year. Um, we are starting the new year off with a conversation about cultural appropriation with Tenny. She's back. Take it away. Hi, everyone. Tenny, people really love you. I know. I've been told I'm a comedian. I've been told <laughs> funny, charismatic, passionate, all these other things. All of they, it, I mean, it's true, you are, no. but um, we're going to talk about cultural appropriation today, starting the new year off with that conversation that should be left in 2020, right? Right, um, what do you have any like resolutions for the new year? Or I don't, I don't do resolutions. Listen, there's a statistic I think that like the radio was talking about that's like uh, eight percent of people keep their new year's resolution. I am a part of the 92% that doesn't. So uh, it's, I'm about to turn 20. I've realized I just got to start doing things for myself. And you know what isn't for me? New Year's resolutions. resolutions. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you. I like somebody asked me the other day if I was doing um, a New Year's resolution. I was like, nope, I'm just gonna hope for the best because right? what last year was like, we are gonna have super high expectations okay um we're gonna try we're definitely gonna put our best foot forward this year um but you know I don't exactly want to put stuff out there yeah um but yeah today we're talking about cultural appropriation and I guess like the difference between cultural appropriation and appreciation Mm. and yeah so I guess the first question I have to ask is what does cultural appropriation mean to you like your definition of it um okay so funny thing is that uh in case anyone wants to know Alice and I had a brief bathroom break before this and so as I was in the bathroom I was thinking about it Right? I was like thinking about, I was like, what does cultural appropriation mean to me? I think the way I think of cultural appropriation, I'm really specific in my like thought process of it. I think about, about it contextually. I think about it in like the American context. So like living in this country, um, but this conversation, we're not going to include every other country because there's too many people in the world. And so yeah. I'm thinking about it in like an American. America, state. yeah. In America, I think cultural appropriation is utilizing someone else's culture in an inappropriate manner um and so that can look like many things that can look like you know like when white people make those weird like stereotypical like mexican costumes that are like always derogatory never can be appreciated always derogatory Mm -hmm. um you have those like weird geisha like costumes you have white people wearing box braids um but my ancestors wore braids they didn't wear box braids sis and (laughs) you could ask any dutch person they were wearing braids like that i promise (laughs) um and i think it also kind of comes from a power dynamic i'm weary about the power dynamic part though because i think in the american context like especially when you look at like the music industry everyone's dipped their toe into cultural appropriation like i'm talking from from nikki to taylor Katy Perry being one of the biggest ones that woman just, just does it all but like yeah Miley Miley Rosalia uh, I was having a conversation with my friend who's Mexican-American because like Rosalia had popped up on my I think like Instagram or something and she, it was growing up Latina and I was like but she's from Spain I was gonna say isn't she from Spain 
I said, she's dealing. She's dealing. Someone stop her. Jesus, fix it. Stop her. <laughs> but yeah, I think it does have to do with power um, to an extent as well. But yeah, that's basically my definition of it. I think it was interesting that you pointed out like the power aspect of it because you know for me like when you brought that up I instantly thought of from a racial standpoint like Mm -hmm. you know um white people primarily are like Mm -hmm. the I'd say like the main cultural appropriators oh yeah obviously like you know you have systems of white supremacy and Mm -hmm white privilege and those two systems are you know intertwined and they give white people the power to you know make those cultural appropriate appropriative (laughs) moves um and another like thing when it comes to power I think of like capitalism and um how you know people can make money off of cultural appropriation like when you're talking about like the music industry Mm -hmm. you know like Miley made so much money off of what was it 23 like that was just like when you know she was like talking about wearing Jordans and like she was like did she wear grills if I'm not mistaken she did I do remember that video she did which grills have historical um there's like a historical context to grills as well Mm. which is a lot of people don't know that um you know I think the power dynamic like you mentioning that was really interesting to me like Mm -hmm. those are instantly the two things that popped up were racial power and like you know like being able to gain capital off of it I think what makes me so upset about cultural appropriation the most is like someone from that culture can get mocked or teased for like embracing their own culture and then someone else can turn around and do the same exact thing and get praised Mm -hmm. make money off of it yeah get famous off of it there's just like so many um aspects to it that I feel like people don't um consider yeah and um you know I think that's the thing that makes me so upset is that like people can make money off of it yeah and lots of money off of it like it's really wild bro okay so recently oh my gosh stop doing that so recently I'm gonna expose myself on your podcast oh my gosh stop but so I got into k-pop recently you know this the oh viewers, yeah. The listeners might not, but um, everyone tiny listens to K-pop now. It's been a crazy ride, but K-pop was built on the backs of black music. Let me tell you. Let's something. talk about it. I, because I, I've been listening to this, enjoying it. You know why? Because it's just R and B and hip hop. Like <laughs> it's just in Korean. You know what I mean? So, like, literally, why do you think this podcast is called Black Is a Blueprint? <laughs> It just makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw a video um, on Twitter the other day, and it was like, I don't know what K-pop group it was. Uh-huh. They were in blackface, and they had, like, Afro wigs. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, mm-hmm. they were just, like, dancing around. And I was like, 
excuse me like yeah I was just so taken aback I was like uh in 2020 2021 but this has to do I think this has to do with though I'm jumping around this has to do with the third question like what's the fine line between appreciation and appropriation because Mm -hmm. I would call some of the acts a good percent of the acts but I'll say some just to be general you know what I mean um, but like some of the acts in like that industry and in the music industry as well, like the American music industry to be cultural appropriation, because like, I don't know if a lot of like other people know this, right. But I know, you know, this, like there's a lot of anti-blackness around the world and anti-blackness yeah. doesn't always necessarily mean like, well, no, it usually does, but it to sometimes to a degree doesn't always mean like the hatred of black people, but it's the hatred of darker skin mm-hmm. and in every culture. Like, I'm sorry, but like, if you yeah. think it's not in your culture listeners you're lying to yourself yeah. and it's sad stop lying to yourself everyone hates darker skin black people hate darker skin white people hate darker skin asian people hate darker skin Latin- latinos hate darker skin we all hate it it's a sad thing in our communities colorism is rampant anyway sorry i'm a dark-skinned woman so this <laughs> i'm nailing it you're, you're right you're completely right but within that anti-blackness comes a power dynamic so in most cultures lighter skinned people have more power right. and so then when you put in african-americans who are all inherently darker than most people on this world unless they're like white passing out da, 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 it's it's a power dynamic it turns into a power dynamic because now it's like no you're still taking something from a marginalized group that you probably still see as lesser low-key because you're anti-black sentiment and you're taking the hard work that they did and you're profiting off of it and most of the time, they never give shout outs back. Oh my gosh, there was this video. Cir- <laughs> this, I'm sorry, I ramble all the time. But there is this video circulate because two Korean artists low-key stole all of Bobby Brown's, like the song that goes, every little step I take. I saw that. Bro, they, they I saw that. All. I swear to God, they took it all. It was they, this, took- they literally copied and pasted it. I, like, you know when like Melania like literally said Michelle's speech word for word? It was the same thing. they took the whole thing and i was looking at it and i was like yo i was like yo guys i was like there is appreciation there's appropriation this is appropriation this is theft this Mm -hmm. is this is straight up thieving you didn't even really put that much effort into figuring out the beat like you just took a song and so that's my problem is that like i understand appreciation appreciation is like what's cultural appreciation Cultural appreciation, Allison, is like, if we were going to a party together, like, we were going to a Nigerian party together, I took you to a Nigerian party, and I was like, oh, like, you should wear, like, traditional clothing, because, like, we're going to a party together, and, like, it's not you appropriating, A, because we don't have a power dynamic where you are my superior, and B, I know you're not going to take this and make a profit off of it, like, behind my back and stuff like that, like, it's a scenario where, like, it, you you were like, you know, welcoming yourself into the community and da, da 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 It's the reason why, like, you know, technically, like, though mission trips are sus and low-key part of, like, the white savior complex, but let's, let's say, like, it's like if a group of kids from America went to a foreign country and they tried on foreign clothes there, and they didn't sell it or anything like that, and they were just trying it to enjoy the experience. It's not really cultural appropriation because it's, like, a part of the experience. You're just appreciating this part of this country and this culture. Um, and I think that's the part that's the is that like people love to make profits off of things. Yeah, especially America because like literally 
all America cares about is like making a profit. At the end of the day, the end goal somehow is to make a profit off of it. And, you know, like who they're like, who cares about racism? Like if it if it's racist and so what? It makes mm-hmm. money. And right. you know, like they they know that like black ideas, black inventions, whatever make mm-hmm. money like I just yeah. don't this this society like America at least I can't really speak for any other country which I mean I could assume it's for many other countries as well but America especially first of all wouldn't even be here without black people and like as far as like culturally this place would be so boring. Bro, this place would be so boring. So it's boring. It's so interesting because when you travel the world as an American, bro, like, every, every like, when you travel the world as an American, right? Because, you know, I've, dab- I've dabbled in traveling thanks to my PWI high school. Shout out to LFA. But, like, <laughs> but, like, having gone around the world, like, when people talk to you about America, other than recently with, you know, Trumpette, they talk to you about Black culture. They're, like, they talk to you about basketball players. They talk to you about musicians. They talk to you about fashion trends. And you know where those fashion trends came from? Black people, Black people. most likely. Ain't nobody talking to you about, oh, hold on, what's what's in white American culture? Elvis. About Daisy Duke and cowboy boots. First of all, Elvis was a cultural appropriator because he stole. He did. He stole from James Brown. And I, you know what? I, that still gets me riled up to this day. And I wasn't even alive in the times of Elvis Presley. But if I was, I'd be upset. Bruh. I'll never forget. There was an episode of Family Guy. What were you saying? There was an episode of Family Guy where they like traveled back to the 50s. And then like they were all listening to Elvis on the radio. And then they like went to go see him in person. And Cleveland and his wife were like, he's black. He don't sound black. That was a song I heard down at the club a couple days ago. And I was like, right. I was like, right. That Yeah. I mean, like I said, like the end goal for America is like essentially to make a profit off of it. And like, you know, Mm -hmm. of course, Elvis is hailed as like one of the greatest musicians of all time, which... Mm -hmm girl I don't listen to his music so I can't really have a say on that but I do know that like he was he was taking some stuff from black people yeah for sure um but um the next question I have to ask you is why do you think cultural appropriation is a problem like for example some people will say like it's just a hairstyle or it's just a garment of clothing um I, I find that I hear it's that sensitive. excuse all the time. Yeah. yeah, like you're being, you're over-exaggerating or like there's just like different forms of gaslighting that come along with saying someone else is um, cultural appropriating. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a problem because at the end of the day, like let's use the example of hair, right? As Black women, we still get, marginalized and persecuted for our hair all the time and then Kimmy Kim K Kyle Kai Kai who else does it um the whole family let's just say the whole family (laughs) there's more out there I'm just Iggy Azalea like who else who else let's 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 throw out the names but a bunch of Rita Ora 
she's the worst top wait black fishing that's a different you know what make that different podcast that's a different podcast i mean we could talk about it later we'll talk about that later wild anyway later um the problem is that all these white artists will make a profit off of being black basically without being black Mm -hmm. and like i mean there's so many things that are detrimental to it first of all it reinforces some weird stereotype that white people have about black people that like this is who we are and stuff like that um second of all it minimizes all the hardships that black people like had to go through and stuff like that like box braids like like I I, I don't like in the workplace it's not really acceptable for me to wear my natural hair in an afro like but you know Chloe wants to curl her hair up really cute to look all 80s like or like you know braids cost hundreds of dollars and it's a really important part of being black because my hair cannot take being out all year long and then Kimmy's like oh my god I went cornrows they're so cute and I'm like and she won't even call it cornrows it'll be called like something else like that I'm like what I'm like excuse me and like that's the part that like frustrates me is like like you take our culture and then you don't want to be like like, at least I would have a little more wiggle room if they just accepted the fact that they took from Black culture. Like, at least if I knew they knew. You know what I mean? But, like, they actively are like, no, this is, like, originality. This is me. And I'm like, that's not originality. It's not you. It's something that's... Someone else from down the street. A practice that's, like, uh, ancient? I I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) Like, I, yeah. I mean, for me again like the kardashians have quite literally made billions of dollars mm-hmm. of black people and like mm-hmm. you know i don't know if you've heard of the crown act um, wait stop i feel like i just read about this in african studies yeah guys i take african studies oh. <laughs> i take africana studies yeah so the crown act is um it's like meant to um combat hair discrimination um i think it's uh in california um the internet says that it was just passed by the house so um and i heard it was like introduced in illinois but i haven't heard any updates on like Mm -hmm. what's happening with that yet um but yeah it's just like you know people like the kardashians can make billions of dollars you know i think kim's a billionaire Kylie is a billionaire, um, which mm-hmm. don't even get me into the whole billionaire thing. <laughs> For a small <laughs> loan of a million dollars and my sister's career, I was able to have a successful business. Kylie. It's like you've literally built your whole career off of Black people. But, you know, that's just the country and the world. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I... I've always found it interesting that like black people can't do things that are meant for us and then someone else takes it and it's it's looked at as it's like not even like the whole profit thing it's like it's more trendy it's more stylish now like Mm -hmm. after like a white person or just a non-black person because I have seen people of color wearing braids and they are not black okay like people think it's just white people it is not I've seen I've seen it all I was in Walmart once and I saw a girl she definitely was not black but I don't I don't she I don't think she was white but she had box braids and I looked at her I was like 
Mm-hmm. I think she the looked at me and she was like, mm. she was like, well, huh? what about it? Like, I'm like, little do they know. Little do they know. It's not. It's literally not even meant for their hair. It's it's not. It's, it's not even like it's literally damaging for any non-black person's hair. Mm-hmm. Like, what do we? How much more do we have to explain this? It's literally not even meant for your hair like biologically yeah. i feel like though like to go back to a point that you made about like cultural appropriation between like people of color in america that one's interesting to me because mm-hmm. like like if, if you draw like a triangle right i don't know why i'm drawing a triangle but like this is how i'm thinking about it, right like i feel like black people really like asian culture i'm talking like wu-tang clan i'm talking Chun Li, that was a whole saga in Nikki's in Nikki's era. <laughs> Actually, no, stop, screw Chun Li. Nikki's whole career, because come to think of it, her first song that I remember hearing from Nicki Minaj is um, "Your Love You," the one that's like "Shadiel." They tell you this one, yeah. that one. Um, that was like a whole samurai era, you know what I mean? And Nikki, anyway, but like Asian culture, but who really like Asian culture, right? And like other like people of color, like like black culture. And then like black culture and like Chicano culture, it has a lot of overlap sometimes in terms of things. And because like black people and brown people grew up in the same marginalized areas and there's all this stuff. And like, I feel like black people not having, sorry, not black people, people of color not having solidarity in one another and like coming together and instead like tearing each other down and profiting off of each other's like cultures and stuff like that is like a form of white supremacy like personally like I just think it's been re what's the word re in nope I'm gonna retract that I'm gonna say it is a result of white supremacy because at the end of the day it like reinstates this idea that the rest of us are like all playthings for like white people and each other. Like all of our cultures are just costumes that we can all just like put on and take off and da 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 da. And so when I like see a, like a person of color culturally culturally appropriating another person of color's like culture, I'm like, bro, don't let the white man win. Come on now. Like- I, yeah, I, I feel like that's the same thing with like, you know, the POC solidarity thing, which I can mm-hmm. do a whole episode on that. You and. Should um yeah it's just like sad to see because you know I think like you said like that is essentially the goal of white supremacy like even within like communities of color like Mm -hmm. we're separated and like I don't know I feel like there are so many times where we don't necessarily realize like this is a result this is a direct byproduct of white supremacy yeah literally (laughs) yeah and I mean it's okay to like say that like all I I don't really like the term people of color like that just because I feel like it's a it's a a bunching I feel like it's okay to say in certain contexts but like you know I I have a problem with it for the most part Hmm? I don't call myself minority because then I'm just like because technically I'm a global majority so that pisses me off because I'm like, just because yeah. I'm a minority in this country, but like, look at the continent of Africa, <laughs> look at the continent and the diaspora. Like, yeah, that's so true. I just feel like, yeah, even that. 
Um, I'd like to just call myself American, but the white people won't let me. So I got to put a bunch of labels on it. You know what I mean? I gotta, We're just going to call ourselves Chicagoan. That's the best <laughs> label. <laughs> uh, your, your like sons is thinking, they're like, what's your race class, ethnicity? Chicagoan. It's like, the only no. title I will claim at this point because I'm African Chicagoan. Actually, I can't even claim Chicago at this point because the whole like botched raid of that poor woman and yeah, you know, Kansas was... failed album. There's too many L's in this. Kanye <laughs> is still a, a stain on our resume. <sighs> All we got is who do we even have? We have Jennifer Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> um, the what last question I have again, like kind of what's the fine line between appreciation and appropriation? We talked about earlier, but just like the idea that like there are some things that you know you can do if you appreciate a culture and there are some things you can't do if you appreciate a culture like i don't know let's let's an example um um like an example is i like korean food like i guess Mm -hmm. like like i'll go eat korean food but i won't wear like traditional korean clothing or anything like that and make it like a fashion trend because it's weird it is weird. <laughs> First off, that's weird. When it's you it's put really, it like that. really weird. And like, I was just about to say that, like, I think one way you can like appreciate a culture is like food. I think that's like an food. excellent way, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, that's like a lot of culture is embedded in food alone. Like yeah. food, going to a museum, like there are just so mm-hmm. many things, taking a class. Yeah. Like, why doesn't this go through people's heads? I just don't understand. Like, I am not indigenous. Mm-hmm. However, I don't feel the need to, like, wear a headdress or, you know what I mean? Or, right. like, wear a sombrero. Like, I don't feel the need to do that. Yeah. Why would I do that? <laughs> like, that is Learn just language. weird. Another great way to appreciate a culture is learning language. Like, I... Yeah. Like, growing up in Chicago, like, there's a lot of Mexican-American culture around me. So when I went to high school, I was like, let me learn Spanish. Did I pass? No. <laughs> guys but you tried. Out? No, but I tried. And, and you didn't wear, it. you know, traditional right? clothing. Didn't wear, didn't wear any cultural clothing. Did, I would eat Mexican food from time and time again. And anytime I came across any other food from any part of Latin America, I'd be like, ooh, let me try this. And I would, like, travel there. But, like... I don't know like I just didn't feel the need to like put on their clothing and be like this is mine now like yeah I I just like it's just so weird I I don't feel the need to do that like they're just we just named like four different things you could be doing there's definitely more another thing though to add that I realized so as we're talking about these things you know like we're broke people and so we've been talking about cultural appropriation amongst the rich right of this idea of like profiting off of black culture but another way that like cultural appropriation happens on a more like basic level, as we were talking about with like braids and stuff like that, is we were talking about like also giving back to these cultures that we like, you know, buying food from like a Korean restaurant or like Mexican restaurant or something like that, like that's actually owned by Mexicans first off. Um, mm-hmm. But like things of that nature. The problem with like cultural appropriation happens on like a very basic level will be like, Becky will say the M word and will be fine and then let her parents vote for Trump. But then the minute Lil Uzi Burt drops a song, for some reason, she's the first one bumping it and then she wants box braids. Like you can't actively op- oppress people, oppress black people, oppress 
Asian people, oppressed Latinos, like any minority within this country, and then want to pro- want to fetishize their culture. Yeah. Like I think on a more basic level, in terms of like the middle class people and da 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 da, you know what I mean? Yeah, is more like this idea of fetishization. Like Becky will vote for Trump, but she'll also want to date that six four black football player on, in her school's high school like football team. Like it's like it's, you can't it's have it both weird. ways. It's getting very weird. It is getting very weird. And I mean, at the end of the day, cultural appropriation is, is just white supremacy. You know what I mean? Like they want all of it. They want all all the parts that they want. And then they want you to like shoe off basically. And it's like. Yeah. And it's also like they want like the uh, aesthetic parts. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. talking about being black because, uh-huh. you know, that's what I know personally. But I think that, you know. <laughs> you see all this cultural appropriation it's something like I see something every day mm-hmm. something every day and it like it doesn't surprise me just because I see it that much um but it's just kind of like you know you appropriate but you don't want the racial trauma or like responsibility of being a black person in this country you know Mm -hmm. and like there are different like levels of you know you know if you are black and a woman or if you are black and you are um and you have a disability or Mm -hmm. if you are black and are a part of the lgbtq plus community like there are just Mm -hmm. so many things you know that you can add on to like being black um and you know it's like oh i like your culture but you know when someone dies in mm-hmm. the streets by mm-hmm. a police officer or gets tackled by some random woman that thought yeah. you stole her phone like uh-huh. you say nothing yeah so i don't know i i think that or like you do say something but it's not with like best intentions like it's mm-hmm. kind of like with fake intentions yeah. which is why this summer kind of made me a little upset in some ways because mm-hmm. I feel like it was very performative oh yeah that's what I want to say performative um and I feel like cultural appropriation like just allows people to be performative in their actions and like not actually sorry yeah. about what they do yeah. like they know they're doing something wrong because you can you can embrace someone's culture with not without like being in a mocking way or mm-hmm. like making a profit off of it. Like yeah. we named several things that you can do. Several. I hope I, all the listeners were taking notes. We listed I hope, several. I really hope because I don't feel the need to wear any other cultures' garments. I, mm-hmm. I, I really I don't. I'm perfectly fine with my own, and it's just kind of like. Do you have hatred for your culture? Like, what is it? I don't understand. You know, the craziest part is they never culturally appropriate, like, European culture. Like, why can't you dress up in a Victorian dress, bro, and just live your life? Like, it's boring. <laughs> those poor stats be snatched. Like, <laughs> I saw what? something. I saw a TikTok, and, like, 
they were like talking about like quote unquote white culture and I was like what does that even mean and they were Mm -hmm. talking about like because the TikTok the person that was making it was European and I'm like I know you're not talking because Europeans literally invented colonialism imperialism (laughs) like right and they're like trash talking white Americans and I'm like how do you think Americans are the way they are it's you because think- of Europeans. <laughs> like, shut up. Europeans are the blueprint. A new podcast coming. Europeans are the blueprint. Talking about colonialism, imperialism, <laughs> capitalism, genocide. Like, genocide. Girl, what? Misogyny, all- racism. Like, like literally. We like, took a um, page from I you, think- baby. <laughs> like, what even is white? Co- I saw that and I got upset. I was like, now you know all of you all are in the same boat right like yeah but here's the thing i i won't put white americans in the same boat as europeans because like europeans like when you meet a european like they know their culture like you can meet an irish person like a real irish person and they can tell you like they'll like know like random words in gaelic and like you know like life <laughs> I, i'm not irish so i don't know but like life whereas like american culture is similar to like so like in my african studies class we were talking about it right and you know we we like started from the beginning of like african-americans coming here as slaves and stuff like that and something that my professor had said that like stuck out to me was like the fact that like <clears throat> white culture and black culture in america have something similar they're both a bunch of people that like came together and are a mix of different cultures you know what i mean like the African slaves were a mix of people from different, you know, like countries, kingdoms, city states, like all these places in, like on the continent. And white people all were like different immigrants that came over and in order to fit the idea of white supremacy, they just expanded the idea of what is white. You know what I mean? And like the social construct of race to begin with. And so like, the problem is that like, in, in my opinion, um, the problem is that, like, I think Black culture has defined itself. Like, it, it has found itself, and it knows what it is, and it, and it, and it morphs, and it evolves, you know, like, Ebonics, A-A-B-E. Always I was gonna, changing. I was gonna talk about that as well. Uh-huh, always changing. It differs from region. Um, it differs from generation. Like, it's an ever-evolving language. Um, black culture, you know, Black music, Black hair, Black, you know, outfits, Fashion, things like that yeah. are constantly evolving, and it's cultural shifts that keep happening white culture man i mean don't get me I don't wrong even they, white they, have, they have their own music they have their <laughs> own clothes and things like that like they do i, I you know i see it you know what i mean i watch hairspray you know what i mean i watch hairspray <laughs> i listen to taylor swift i listen to tay tay like Actually, i understand I, I love me some coldplay like, at the end of the day if you look deep enough into most of those things they came from some other ethnic group in america yeah that's why i say like it doesn't exist (laughs) right taylor's the purest white thing i've seen actually no because because she stole some things from black people too she did that's that's exactly what i'm talking about which is why i say it doesn't exist can't even give it to ariana i love ari don't get me wrong i have every ari album on my phone i love her but i also know come on now no i'll be like ari she made let's, seven rings and I was like, oh. let's wake it up because we're going to talk about AAVE, African-American Vernacular English. If you guys don't know what it means, it's basically like slang. 
Ebonics, you know Ebon- what I mean? Well, I, yeah, I, I've been told that Ebonics is like the outdated term. It is? Oh my gosh, sorry. My mom's my mom's older. <laughs> I know, I know, yeah. I mean, I think for the sake of like the older generations that like you can say like Ebonics because they'll know what it means, but yeah, yeah they're the same thing. A-A-V-E. A-A-V-E. Um, what was I gonna say? I kind of lost my train. Oh, um, recently there's just been kind of like discussion on the internet, like saying that like AAVE is like TikTok language, and I'm like, hold on, no, we did not. No, we did not. Let me tell you, someone that's on TikTok, they definitely appropriate AAVE. It's it's a mess over there. Many. That's why I don't even have TikTok. Mm-hmm. I don't even have TikTok. I just go get angry. <laughs> um, but you know, I've like tried to tell people like, don't talk in African American, and then they'll be like, "What? What are you talking about? What? It, what does that mean?" And I'm like, "You know exactly what it means." Mm-hmm. Also, like the black scent. Bro, they be doing that. And I'm like... All the time. The hot Cheeto girl trend that went around the internet, I was like, that's racist. Yeah. That's racist to black and brown people. I was like, um, that's based on a stereotype of black and brown people. And and it's very apparent. Like, it was, like, in your face apparent. Mm-hmm. It was fun when a black or brown person did it because, like, we got it. It was a joke amongst us. It was funny. I was like, ah. But, like then the white people started to do it and I was like this feels very this feels perfect. invasive <laughs> it's like she's trying to come for someone I know and I don't like that I yeah I just feel like so many people like pretend like they don't know what we're talking about and I'm like you know exactly what you are doing because you like the attention it garners I think that's like another reason why appropriation is so rampant because people mm-hmm. like the attention especially if it's on the internet you know yeah I mean also I just think that they're bored of themselves you know what I mean are y'all really that bored of your own lives cultures identities I just yeah. don't think you're educated enough about your own culture life and identity. let me tell you something let me tell you something as a child of immigrants right it's great because like being like born in America I get to experience black culture and like Yoruba culture and it's like I get the best of both worlds I get to stick around for the ride it's a great time I will say that like cultures definitely will take things from each other and you know like they'll nitpick and things like that especially within the diaspora like I mean like at the end of the day like uh, uh, sorry I was about to say something I'm about to regret so let me I was gonna rephrase it um Drake mainstreamed Afrobeats. That's how I'll word that because he likes to say that he brought it here. He didn't. First off, don't don't. But he mainstreamed a lot. Like a lot of like he made it very known to like a lot of people. You know what I mean? And that's it's a cultural exchange. You know what I mean? And then a lot more like African artists started to implement more like trap beats and stuff like that into their rap music in Nigeria. And like this this idea of like cultural exchange and cultural appreciation is what we like to see. In the case of AAVE, there is no, like, cultural exchange. There is no cultural exchange at the end of the day. Like, it's literally just people like the way Black people talk, and they're like, oh, I want to talk like that, and stuff like that. And then I'm just like, like, on one hand, 
no. Well, I don't know. It's like, it's like, there are certain things that can, like, they can say that I won't feel pressed about. But they know that there are certain things that you have to say a certain way. You and it's like, uh... and then they say it that way. And I'm like, I don't like the way you sound when you say that. And I don't like the feeling that it invokes in my soul. Yeah. Like, and it's like, like, it's like not even used in the right context either. Yeah. Nine out of 10 of the times. I'm like, let. I'm like, <laughs> like when I talk about AVE, I'm not talking about like using the word ain't or using the word y'all. Like, I, I, like, I remember Brittany Broski, you know, the girl, the, the kombucha girl. Mm-hmm. People, she was like coming under fire because people were like, oh, you speak in AAVE. And she was like, no, I'm just from the South. Like, this is how people talk. And I'm like, that's AAVE. I was like, people in the South talking AAVE. I was All like, the time. I was like, Miss Ma'am, y- y'all forget your ancestors had slaves. They had slaves cooking That's what I'm saying, like, you know, like, white people just don't talk like that. Yeah, I was like, you guys don't talk like that. Non-black like, people just don't talk like that. Yeah. And it's like, we, like... There's I a mean, reason if, why we can code switch, Allison. It's because we have to change the way we talk. <laughs> I know, I was gonna say, like, the historical context of it, like, when it comes, like, code switching and, like, having to, like, make your own quote-unquote language, yeah. um, you know, during times of enslavement yeah um like this is deeper than saying hey y'all you know what i mean so it's just kind of like i don't know like people when they say it's tiktok language i'm like but it's not though because my grandma says child all the time yeah like what (laughs) or whatever you know like people's grandmas say this like this isn't tiktok language yeah i don't know i just think like i also feel like when people use ave especially when they don't have black friends it feels like mocking rather than mm-hmm. like like i like i have friends that are white right and i'll use i'll never, I'll never forget this i got to argue with my friend because she tried to correct my aave but she was white and I was like because I said period I was like period I was like period and she was like why'd you put a t at the end and I was like I don't know because there's a t at the end it's period it's, it's a t <laughs> and I, I like you can't explain slang like I don't really know what to tell you her can't so explain like, it it's not yeah. meant to be explained because exactly. it's supposed it's just, to be among like, us <laughs> and I was like yeah no there's like a t at the end and she was like she was like I don't know she's like I don't think there's a t at the end and I go as a queer, as a queer black representative in the room, let me tell you, there's a T at the end. I go, you could say period, you know, but that's outdated. That's like early to 2020. We're in we're in period times now. <laughs> like I don't really, the language has ever changed, baby. Like I'm sorry, y'all can't keep up. That's because you get the old wave, you know. As we're moving on, keep keep evolving, keep moving. But like I always find it sus when like people that don't have black friends use like. A, B, it doesn't feel time. genuine because like at least if you have black friends I know you probably just picked it up from them using it all the time and it's 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 funnier rather than like more offensive it's like oh you poor sweet thing stop saying that but then like still stop but I don't stop but at least at least I know you know you where you got it from I don't know I don't know but like watching like people and this is like everyone this is like non by like non-black ethnic groups and then also like white people like watching them use aave and they don't have black friends i look at them and i go hmm something else sit right with me 
don't, this I don't. feels like mocking and I don't yeah <laughs> it feels it, racist it, I can't put my finger on it but it feels racist like, the reason let me tell you something let me well, this is definitely off the topic of cultural appropriation but and you can keep this in the podcast or not but in the age of 2020 if you don't have like a diverse friend group that's a red flag to me it is a red flag. flag like one thousand percent like I could understand if you were like a like a Chicagoan person right Chicagoan person that was weird a Chicagoan and you grew up your entire life in Inglewood you didn't really leave the city a lot sure that's an all-black community I get it right and as I like go through college I Allison you can definitely relate to this as you like meet a lot of like people in college we have the opportunity to go to diverse schools at the end of the day. I meet friends in college of all different ethnicities and they're all like, yeah, no, I went to like an all black, you know, high school or I went to like an all Latino high school or I went to an all white high school or like, or they have like the three like Asian token kid. And it's like, we all are just like isolated in these like racial things. By the time you get to your twenties, if you don't have a diverse friend group, you're racist. And I don't know what else to tell you because that's- Especially means- if you're white. Yeah, because that means that people of color don't want to be around you because you've yeah. done something. You've done something, or yeah. you have racial like 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 racial ideas inside of you to the point where you don't feel comfortable being friends with people of color. There is there's something wrong with you if you don't have a diverse friend group. That's yeah, all I'm and saying. I I'm saying this to white people because you know, I yeah, yeah, I'm saying this to white people for sure. Let's say it to them. Let's say it for the people in the back. Let's. <laughs> let's say all it's cool. sus if you don't have people of color friends it is very mm-hmm. sus and like you know i that conversation was brought up over the summer like it's weird that like you only have okay i know like instagram isn't like real life and whatnot mm-hmm. but like you put your friends on there that's real life yeah. like real i'm seeing you say black lives matter you got zero black friends on your instagram feed what does that even say what does that even mean what does that even mean okay i don't know what that means but i don't like it right i don't like it oh my gosh i would do that in high school i would like in high school oh my gosh i'm literally ripping these sweatpants i guess i'm doing that um in high school i would like i realized like as i was like moving on to college and i would like we'd be in like college dorms we'd be like talking crap about people we went to high school with and i'm really exposing myself on this podcast <laughs> and so like we go on instagram and obviously we'd be like pointing people out we'd be like this is the person i'm talking about and as i'm like going back down memory lane looking at these people's instagrams i was like yo this was a red flag in the making i don't see any people of color on their page yet they talk to people of color in my school and i was like what you can't put one of them on your page at least just let everyone know at least you have one black friend or one brown friend like come on now but then but then the excuse it's like the classic excuse like they cultural appropriate and then be like i have a black friend though and i'm like what what does that have to do with anything Uh Uh i don't i don't know it's all just a mess um but why can't we all just appreciate each other's cultures and stay in our lanes everyone's got a good idea to me I mean, Everyone's that could be a lot of people's New Year's resolution. Kim Kardashian, I'm talking to you. Right. But thank you for talking with me. And I had a lot of fun. I feel like we always have a lot of fun. We always talk too much. That's the problem. <laughs> that is, we've been talking for like an hour, a little bit over an hour. Um, but thank you, everyone, for listening. And make sure you follow Black is the Blueprint on Instagram. 
And I will talk to you next Sunday. Bye. Bye.